Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We've known each other for a while, but I got to say this as we go out to the North, to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. I got to give credit where it's due because, again, I, I am pleasured. I, I am pleased to be joined by one of college basketball's 40 under 40. I got to give credit where it's due. John, congratulations, my friend. <laughs> Max, thank you very much. Uh, happy Thanksgiving weekend to you and yours and to all of Cleveland. I really appreciate that. Um, I will relish relish the, the 40 under 40. I guess it's, hey, Adam the Bull would be on my 60 under 60. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Oh God! Well, I mean, hey, at least you have more years in that in that list than uh, than he would in the sixty under sixty. But <laughs> John, right off the rip, actually, I saw this earlier today. We were able to watch it in studio. Just the thoughts on Dayton getting the upset over Kansas earlier today, number four, big upset. What were your thoughts watching the game? It's an incredible win for Coach Grand, the Flyers, to be able to fight off a Kansas Jayhawks team that has David McCormick in the post, has Ochai Abaji in that backcourt. I mean, I look at Dayton and, and I see a program that you have early season losses, tough ones, uh, one of which came to, to Lipscomb, and, and you get off to a bit of a rugged start to the year. This is a reflection of where we are, though, in college basketball right now, Mac. If you're old, you can beat the big dogs, and Dayton – has some new pieces, but still has some guys that have been around the block before. And I think for the Flyers, it's a signature win, but it's also a reflection. It's, it's really never been more wide open in the sport of college basketball in terms of a little guy being able to win. I was just having a conversation with some folks a couple hours ago, uh, getting ready for a weekend assignment for Fox Sports. And we were saying, you know, Matt, they, they have these bye games in college basketball where, uh, let's say, a Cleveland State plays Kentucky. And Kentucky's paying Cleveland State $90,000, $100,000 to play that game. Guess what? It used to be a gimme. It's no longer a gimme in that sport, and Cleveland State's profiting off of it. So the little guy is winning more of these games nowadays. And this was in a multi-team event, but it just shows you the parity of college basketball. And for Dayton, it's a statement win, and it gets their season back into a belief stage. They had a couple tough losses. The Flyers will be a factor in the Atlantic 10. Now, sticking in uh, the state of Ohio, I got to ask you, because as somebody who used to cover high school basketball around Northeast Ohio, I'm absolutely loving what I'm seeing with Ohio State and Michi Johnson, my man. Seeing him 
knock down that bucket against Seton Hall. Again, apologies for that. I know you're an alum. I apologize. But, you know, what were your thoughts on Ohio State and Michi and the way that he's been able to perform this year? Well, I, I think that that's the key for Ohio State, right? I mean, with Dwayne Washington departing for the NBA, the Buckeyes' natural question was, what's going to happen in their backcourt? Who's going to be able to create? This was a signature moment for Michi Johnson and a confidence booster. You've got to be able to make these types of plays at this stage of the year so that when you get into a situation like that in March, you're familiarized with it. And that's why playing in multi-team events this feast week, it might be so early in the season that the casual sports fan says, hey, I'll start paying attention to college hoops in February and March. I can tell you right now, this is how you build up a season is by taking advantage of these opportunities. And for Ohio State, they're in a tough game with a tough Seton Hall team, a Seton Hall team that music to Buckeye fans ears beat Michigan last week in Ann Arbor. And for Michi Johnson to make that play, hit a 30-footer, what we know with the Buckeyes is they have an NBA draft prospect and a high-level one in E.J. Liddell. What we didn't know about them was what exactly will happen in their backcourt. And Michi Johnson provided a resounding answer earlier this week. The Buckeyes are a team that can be Sweet 16 worthy. Now, John, switching gears over to Cleveland sports, everything like that, you know how, you know how we roll. I got to talk to you, man, because I, I mentioned this at the top of the show. You know, I, I thought that while everybody's been criticizing Baker Mayfield uh, for playing injured, everything like that, I thought that some of the blame has to be put on Kevin Stefanski because, again, he is the head coach. It is his decision whether or not to sit Baker for Case Keenum. A- am I off base in that? Or what do you think of Baker Mayfield and the situation surrounding the Browns here? Well, I think that for Baker and the situation with the Browns, it is Kevin Stefanski's decision. And it gets to a point where you've got to side on the fact that Baker Mayfield clearly doesn't look right, Matt, uh, and has not looked right for weeks. And you're paying a backup quarterback for a reason. You know, there's a reason why Case Keenum is coming into that building every day and getting paid the amount that the Cleveland Browns are paying him. Um, Look, we all know that Baker Mayfield's a warrior. You know, we know that he's tough. But right now it's about being a winner. And you can tough it out all you want, but if it's hurting the product on the field, then you don't want to cost yourself playoff hopes solely because you're trying to fight it out, but you're at 50%. You know, I think we saw in that Broncos game, look, Case Keenum moved things along for the Browns' offense. He made the plays when they needed him to. And for, for me right now, Baker Mayfield is having trouble with, with the basics. He's having trouble with some of the, the fine details that you have to be able to execute as a franchise quarterback. We both know that Baker Mayfield can do those things when he's fully healthy. So hopefully he's, he's more healthy this week than he was last week. Uh, and hopefully the Cleveland Browns can make the right decision because you kind of got to exit the idea of emotion here. And you got you to gotta keep it real because you are fighting for your lives. I mean, this is the biggest Browns game of the season on Sunday. It's a game that they need. Yeah, John. Beating the Ravens with Case Keenum. Yeah, no, and, and I, I hear that as Go well. Ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the way that this offense has performed as of late too, you know, it's not just Baker in my opinion too. You have Jarvis Landry who's been dealing with those injuries as well. And I, I almost feel like the, the way that injuries have been handled throughout this season between Jarvis, 
you know, almost rushing Nick Chubb back a little bit as well. And even the Jedrick Wills injuries early on in the season, it feels like it's just been handled poorly by the team. And, you know, it's rare for me to have to bring that up, at least under Kevin Stefanski, it feels like. But it just feels like it was mismanaged, in my in my opinion. What what say you? Well, it's I think it's a reflection of, of the depth um, and really not having, one, uh, much depth, especially on the offensive line. Uh, and and the injury to, to Hubbard certainly hurt the team earlier in the season. Um, and now it looks like, you know, they'll be healthy on Sunday. They're going to get Conklin back. Uh, the, the, the Nick Chubb stuff, I mean, look, Mac, they need Nick Chubb in that backfield. Even 60% Nick Chubb is still a really good franchise running back. Um, could, could they have rushed guys back? Look, I don't think that we need to get too far into the weeds on, on what's happening inside the building in Berea in terms of, is this guy ready? Is he not? It, the fact is, if, if he's ready or if, if the doctors are saying he's okay to play and a player says he's ready, look, the, the Cleveland Browns need those guys in there because we know what comes after, after them. And, and frankly, the, the Browns haven't had enough depth on their roster. You know, they need... They need Nick Chubb to play a, a great game to win. They need Jarvis Landry to play a great game to win. It, it's not like you're seeing just natural replacements come in on a Sunday and, and be the same type of guys. The fact is the Kareem Hunt injury really has, has hurt the Browns, and I think Kareem Hunt coming back is God's saving grace. Consider it a, a Christmas gift come early that Kareem Hunt is going to be back in the equation for the Cleveland Browns because the Browns are averaging around 17 points per game or so by not having Chubb or Hunt in their lineup. They average 28 points per game when they have both those players on the field at the same time. That makes a massive difference. In terms of rushing players back, look, um, I think that's part of the, the idea of, look, you, you don't. it's not like you have natural guys that are just going to replace what they do. It speaks to the Browns' playmakers. They have top-level playmakers as starters. They need those guys for Kevin Stefanski's offense to work as well as it is capable of working. John Fanta joining me on on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. And this segment is brought to you by Nissan. Choose Nissan today and get big savings. Shop NissanUSA.com. John, looking at the other side of the ball as well, you know, I've had some gripes with Joe Woods. Uh, over the over at least these last few weeks. I've been trying to be very, very patient with Joe Woods in the defense. But, you know, last week ended up calling it saying when he was asked about the defensive identity, just called them multiple where, you know, they can do various different things. And to me, I'm not seeing the variance uh, of the defense. So what have been your thoughts on Joe Woods? And what do you think the Browns need to do to get after Lamar Jackson this week? Well, this is Joe Woods statement game I mean either he's going to put together a performance that is aggressive that that really forces pressure on Lamar Jackson and that Ravens offense the fact is Mac the Cleveland Browns can't be passive they can't be a passive defense you have playmakers on the field you've got to play like it pushing coverage isn't going to win you a game an AFC North football game pushing coverage isn't going to win you anything and the Cleveland Browns are going to have to play aggressive football. They're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. And they have to be the team that makes Baltimore win the game on Cleveland's terms. You, you've got to make them play your game. And that's the thing. When you say 
uh, what Joe Woods was talking about, that there's multiple ways that his defense can play. I mean, it's felt a lot this year like a defense that beats up on good teams and a defense that when they face a top-tier quarterback is not capable of getting stops. you got to be able to get stops, and you got to be able to do it by not just giving up portions of the field and saying, oh, we're okay with you, you know, dinking and dunking. If you allow Baltimore to dink and dunk, Baltimore will do that, and they naturally, because they have Lamar Jackson, they're going to hit some big plays. They have too many explosive playmakers on their team to not hit some, hit some key plays. So, so look, I, I think that when you look at this situation on, on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns have to be the aggressor. And, John, building off of that, too, you know, some of the players that were billed coming in, playing well, playing well elsewhere, of, of all of the players, I, I look at John Johnson as somebody who needs to step up this week. Do you think he's going to be able to do that, matched up against Mark Andrews in, in a – very key matchup this week. Matt, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So I, I was saying that the expectations of somebody like John Johnson coming in in free agency was somebody yeah. who had massive expectations. He's going to be in a key matchup this Sunday against Mark Andrews when he's disappointed this season. Do you think that he's going to be able to you know, live up to that hype going into this week? <laughs> he's going to have to. I mean, this is a key spot for him to, to deliver. Mark Andrews is a, is a terrific level tight end. And the fact is this Brown secondary and John Johnson being one of those players has been up and down. But I, I do think that a lot of this comes in the approach of the scheme. You know, like John Johnson just didn't suddenly dip down in his, in his production. Like we've seen at times from some of these guys that you say, man, these, these are key secondary playmakers or these are key talented guys that have been able to produce in the, in the national football league before. So, Look, I think it comes down to the Browns' scheme. Like they, they've got to be able to put these guys in a position to succeed, and that's why this Sunday is such a measuring stick. You know, yeah, there was Joe Woods' talk early in the season, Mac. I thought some of it was unfair, uh, but here's the thing: this is the second-year coordinator. It's time to put it together. Uh, and if you're Joe Woods on Sunday, you've got to put it together. John, transitioning over to the NBA, Cavaliers. You know, they, they've been on a bit of a losing streak, but it looks like they're going to be getting Evan Mobley back. And, you know, we've been talking Cavaliers for the last hour or so, and I mentioned that it just feels like the Cavs are playing better basketball fundamentally overall. What have your thoughts been so far from the Cavaliers early on this season? I think that the Cavaliers, um, look, you know, you, you lose the last four games, all the contending teams, Mac. Uh, but I, I, I think that they need Evan Mobley back on the court. Uh, to be fully successful. Here's the encouraging thing about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a foundation core piece on their roster. They have found the player that they can build around, and his name is Evan Mobley. The, the defensive work that he's doing as a rookie, ultra impressive. What he's been able to do on the glass, just as impressive. So they need him back from injury. They're going to get him back against the Orlando Magic tomorrow night. Uh, the Colin Sexton injury, unfortunate, because this was a really a, a telling sign here this season of, of what can we expect from Sexton. Uh, and I, I was looking forward to seeing him, and the fact is uh, it's been bad luck for him. But I think Darius Garland continues to get better. I think Jetty Osman is, has found a nice role here being a reserve and is playing well in that role. I think Laurie Markkinen is kind of the, the, the jewel of this 
team potentially because I don't think he's fully even rounded out in the form. I think he's still so young, and I think he's filled filled with raw potential. So for this Cleveland Cavaliers team, I like the way they play together. And more than anything, Mac, the, the Cavs have been one of the NBA's worst defensive teams and at times the worst defensive team in the league. They've started to defend, and they have a chemistry in that locker room, and that's a direct credit to J.B. Bickerstaff. It's a credit to Darius Garland, who's gotten in the gym and he's put work in. When, when they say they've got some dogs, this team does have some dogs. I think they're one of the more intriguing teams in the NBA. Now, John, with that being said, they're a young team. You have some veterans, and you can tell that they're growing a, a, as a young team. But with that being said, it feels like they're – I guess from watching it in my perspective, it feels like they're a star or two away where all of a sudden you can see them really starting to contend at that point. I feel like they, they've got some of those young pieces – but if you're Kobe Altman, do you get aggressive with some of your draft capital that you have? I know they don't have a ton uh, saved up, but do you try to go after an established name via trade? Or would you, you know, maybe look at, you know, some of the draft picks that could be coming out this year, um, uh, like uh, Chet Holmgren, who's been playing well. I don't know if they're going to be able to get up that high, but, you know, some of the yeah. players that could be coming out. Yeah, I mean, look. Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren are going to be at the top of this NBA draft class, and it's, it's a, a high, high-level duo at the top of the class. Um, and then I, I think that there are others that are going to be in that lottery that, that are really intriguing. You know, watch the name Johnny Juzang from UCLA. Even Jame Hasquez from UCLA is an interesting name to watch. But I, I don't think that you could sit here and say tonight, Mac, that with the Cavaliers being around 500 and looking like a team that's capable of knocking off some fellow Eastern Conference teams, you got to look to build at the deadline. You got to try address this this team's key needs. Um, and I think they have a need on the wing. You know, they their wing play is inconsistent at times. How can you get better here in the now? You can't you can't continue to say, well, we'll wait until next year. You know, we've been waiting until next year uh, for for more years than we have it in this town. Uh, and especially since LeBron, it's been about next year, next year, next year. The Cavs have a shot. Like, I think that this team has a shot to make the playoffs. And you got to do what you can to make the playoffs. That could be really beneficial for this roster, Mac. And I think that's why Kobe Altman and the Cleveland Cavaliers, they can't just be thinking about next year right now. They've got to think about the now and try to get into that. you got to try to get in a spot in that tournament. Get a spot in the playoffs because – that's the next step for this organization, and they don't have to wait until next year to take that next step. John, this is the last one that I'll give you, and I'll let you go. But I've been asking, I asked the guys here in studio, what is one Thanksgiving food that should not be on the table, and what is one food that is not a Thanksgiving Day food that should be? Wow. Wow. Um, and now I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, I mean the kernel corn is to me, doesn't need to be on the Thanksgiving table. It's like a waste. Like, you have stuffing, you have mashed potatoes, you have all that good stuff. I don't need corn on Thanksgiving. I think it's a little Ooh. bit overrated. Um, what's the Thanksgiving side, or what's the side that's not on the table that should be on the table? Oh, my gosh, Mac. It's such a good question. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you when I say I can always go for some mozzarella sticks. So add them on to my Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> That's why he's the best. That's why he's on the 40 under 40 for college basketball <laughs> on The Athletic. John Fanta, thank you so much, my friend. 
Give my best to the family, and uh, we will talk soon, my friend. Mac Robinson, uh, you're the best. Happy Thanksgiving weekend and happy holidays, Cleveland. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.